everyone hi hi (laughs) welcome (laughs) yeah yeah basically uh for new listeners usually there's not quite so much uh you know dissonance in our welcomes because this is reckless attack we are a dungeons and dragons fifth edition actual play podcast i think i said it wrong that time it's fine and i am your dungeon master nathan once again joined around the table with my very enthusiastic, sure of themselves, batch of adventurers and players. Please. That's us. That's you. Yeah, wow. Hey, person person who is that us and who is to my right, who are you? Tell the folks at home. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve, and I am playing Selv Esterlin, the dragonborn monk, who is uh, perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Happy, yep. no notes. Yep. Where and, I like uh, to be. Yep. Right where he needs to be. Everything up to his life has brought him to this point. <laughs> <laughs> Great news. And to my diagonal? <laughs> oh, wow. Hi, everyone. I am Jonathan. Hi. And I play Checkers, the Grung Druid, and his trusty frog pals, Mango and Junior. And I, Jonathan, am terrified as to what's going to be happening uh, in this battle. But Checkers is having a great time. He's uh, trapped a whole bunch of people in some spikes, and he's just like flanking this longbow dwarf, and it's just going to poke at her, and it's going to be great. <laughs> But uh, we'll see how the we'll see how the rest of the battle goes. I don't know. And uh, let's go talk to my the person on my left. Hi everyone, I'm David, and I play Caskrin Brightmane, the Dwarven Warlock. And Caskrin cannot be as possibly well defended as he is right now with a shield and sanctuary, and nothing can hit him. And this is actually fine. I'm yeah. here for this. This is okay. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. <laughs> and across the table from me. Hi everybody. I'm Sophie, and I play Valeska Carter, the human asterisk cleric of the Arcana Domain, and oh boy, does Val wish she was way more emotionally dumb than she is, (laughs) being all about feelings really sucks when you're in the middle of war, and a giant terrifying member of the Pentarchy shows up because it's bad. Mm, it's it no is, good. It's bad. It's no good. It is bad. In a battle, you say, why, yes, that is indeed where we are. You are at the back of Prince Robard, kind of spiritually taking the place of four companions that he went into battle with who ran away. As you are kind of turning the tide of this battle, you maybe have a little bit better idea, perhaps, of what maybe caused people to run. Because in a giant flash of arcane light, a small group emerged, and at their head in this booming voice was a member of the Pentarchy. The prince hearing this booming proclamation and seeing the madness that is being spread, seeing bodies start to fly from hundreds of yards away, and you guys can actually see maybe crackles of electricity just sparking as it is happening. He spins on his heel while cutting through another person, 
and says, Nizar the Black is here from the Pentarchy. No matter. We push forward, we kill the cord collar, and then we see where things stand. Are you with me? We are. Val, like, yells, we're with you. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> wow, whatever commander wants to hear. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah I'm still here. Why not? Cascrain, like, we are the symbols of other people who were here and in the previous Echo had clearly fled. And so Cascrain is getting these, like, visions, these impulses of, like, I have a family and, like, this isn't <laughs> the place I'm going to die and, like, all this stuff telling him to flee. But then he sees... Prince Robard, he sees his commander, and he sees, like, the four compatriots around him also standing firm, and he is like, if we die here, we die as brethren. We die on the battlefield. And so, he stays and fights and looks the two shield bearers in the eyes. That is much better than my motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I'm still having fun here, so, like, yeah, I'll stay. Checkers just finger guns back at Prince Robard. Yeah, 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 got it. Now, would anyone like to, in this moment, try to recall something about Nazar the Black? <laughs> Sophie's hand shot up. Sure. Yeah. He's a doo-doo head. Uh, you guys would know this name at minimum. Like, there's no way, I don't think any of you, other than maybe Checkers, <laughs> and, oh. and that's up to you, um, but I, like... I feel like Checkers may have heard something about Nazar the Black. Yeah, or just any member of yeah. the Pentarchy, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Nazar the Black is... Probably somebody that like scary stories around the campfire are yeah, told. Yeah, so yeah, checkers yeah. might know him in that sense. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is not hidden information who the members of the Pentarchy were. They were very prominent. They're in every history book. All their names, their identities, their backstories are pretty much all laid out as much as was public. Sorry, this was history. Yes. Any good high rolls? <laughs> just, 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 so, just Sophie. Yes, yeah, Sophie. What did you roll? 25. I mean, Val would have done, obviously, a lot of research on, we're going to the Pentarchy-like city. I should probably make sure I really brush up on that Mm -hmm. going in. Mm -hmm. Nizar the Black is... I mean, when you're talking about the Pentarchy, when you were their enemies, all of them are scary. Nizar the Black is not one you wanted to face on the battlefield, even more so than the other four. Nizar the Black is a warlord. He was a conqueror before even Celestia Dreamweaver, who was really the head of the Pentarchy, kind of brought everything together. He controlled a large part of this continent already. And they forged an alliance that immediately became one of the most feared and the most powerful in truly modern Rixian history. He is a dragonborn, a black dragonborn. And he was known, as he said, as the King of Discord. For he, among other magical artifacts, most famously wielded the Crown of Strife, an object of focus. Tactically brilliant, but also a bludgeon to be thrown at any army that faced the Pentarchy that they not only wanted to win against, but wanted to make an example of. So you know, I mean, again, everyone knows, obviously, 
no good. <laughs> Doesn't matter how well you rolled on your history. This is no good. But Val, you know intimately, like, oh, this went immediately from a surprise offensive, a strategically interesting good move to catch people unaware and maybe try to retreat in time to, oh, this has shifted mm -hmm. dramatically. And it's not a guarantee, but this is very bad. I was going to say, you know enough about history to know that he was not defeated here. Yeah. <laughs> At the yes. very least. <laughs> and, and again, it's he. what losses he had were strategic losses. Uh -huh. You know, were always clever retreats, were always tactically brilliant, even in nominal losses. So, before we worry about Nazar the Black, you have the Pentarchy Cord Caller ahead of you, as well as several other soldiers surrounding you, surrounding the prince that you have opted to serve. Checkers, you went last? Yep. Can I just, like, switch my spiritual perception to, like, one of Nazar the Black's, like, people <laughs> instead of being over here? Uh, like, I'd like to represent the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. They seem like they're having more fun. Uh, huh. Maybe? Fun. That's an interesting word. I'm not going to disagree, yeah. I guess. Is, it, is Nazar the Black the best adventurer? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Again, it depends on what Checkers, like what his mm. definition of adventure is. Okay. If it is murderer of people and subjugator of populations, boy, hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, he's up there on the leaderboard. Checkers isn't checking least. that one off yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hashtag yeah. life goals. Yeah, who's <laughs> to say? Valeska Carter, you are surrounded by strict librarian spirits, and you are just a few feet away from all of the individuals who are kind of part of one of these military squads, these minions, thank you, MCDM, who are currently fighting against the spike growth of checkers. I will start my turn with a bonus action casting Healing Word on Kaskrin. Cool. What level spell? Two. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Roll double one. No. So you get six points of healing. Catherine heals significantly more than you would expect, even with the low amount of magical energy in the healing word. Because of his patron's gift, Catherine heals the full amount that you would heal for. Oh, hell yeah. Which would have been 12. Nice. So Catherine is looking much better. How far is the cord collar? I would say, I don't think either of you have really moved all that much. So you are still probably about 45 feet away or so from him. Great, great, cool, cool, cool. I will cast Sacred Flame at them. Okay, what do I have to do? A dexterity saving throw. But you are stunned. And automatically fail. Okay. I'm imagining, we, we described Selv as kind of like making sure to put the cord collar between him and the individual with the arrows, and it's kind of using it as a shield, and so like, he sees Val line up a shot and then just kind of like, moves him <laughs> into the way to catch the bolt. Yeah, Selv sets him up, and Val takes her shot. Yeah. Ooh. Nine points. Pretty good. Nice. Radiant flame damage. Fire. And then Val, <sighs> ignoring all battle trigonometry, moves to the edge of the spike growth. Nice. And tries to get as many of the military group in her sphere of spirit guardians. Cool. I'm going to say you can get three of them. That is the end of my turn. 
Kaskrin is staring down these two shield bearers, but he also sees the cord collar and the dwarven uh, longbowyer <laughs> yep. towards the back, still some 30 feet away. He continues to hunker down, and with one arm, he grasps the arrow that has like stuck itself in between his plates, looks towards the dwarven archer, and pulls the arrow out <laughs> yep. in his yeah. newly healed body, and just like bits of blood sort of like swirl into the water around him. So I don't know why. It's just like you get healed for 12 points of damage and you pull yeah. the arrow out and take another 12 points yeah. of damage. Yeah. <laughs> Val, Val. Look at all this extra hell Sending, yeah. Sending a message. Yeah, right? I don't even need this healing. <laughs> Val just like under her breath is like, that's against pedicle advice. <laughs> and he stares at the dwarven archer and with like pink tinged teeth, he just like grimaces and like menaces towards her and casts fog cloud over both the Ooh. archer and the cord collar, trapping them next to two of his party members. Okay. So they are just suddenly surrounded by fog, cut off from all of their allies, and blinded towards everything around them. As a bonus action, Kaskrin is going to harden the rock around his arms and his legs. But whereas before it was a cobalt blue, now it is turned into this sort of like dirty green color that surrounds him as he has increased in proficiency bonus. And so the armor around his arms and legs is now harder and more difficult to uh, destroy. Perfect. Are you using the Mohs hardness scale to yes, determine Yes, I am. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Now it is the dwarf longbows miniers <laughs> turn. And... Not only is she covered in fog, but also she is covered in frog. Hey, hey, hi. <laughs> okay, so things are obscured, yes. correct? What does that mean for both, for j definitely j just the listener? I, Sophie, really need to know and what not, the fuck is happening right not now. Not <laughs> Nathan, for sure. I, re I remember, but for everyone who's listening, what, is that, <laughs> what does that do? A creature is blinded when trying to see something else except within five feet. She can still see Checkers and Mango, mm -hmm. but cannot see out. Yes. Awesome. Checkers? Yes. You see the dwarf's eyes just kind of dart around, assessing the situation, assessing that you and a larger frog are bearing down on, on her. Mm -hmm. And as a bonus action, she disengages Ooh. and moves into the fog. All right. All right. And you do not see where she has gone. Okay. You see the direction that she starts going. Yeah. And then... Self, you see the dwarf. Or no, you don't. You're, no, you don't. I, I you're also in the fog the cloud. cloud. Yeah. Okay. It disappears, and then it does a thing. It is the second shield bearer's turn. I think he is going to take a couple steps back and is going to charge at Kaskarin and is going to make a wisdom saving throw, mm -hmm. hopefully, to try and actually let this happen. Ooh, yes. That is a pass. Ooh, well, the 15 right. on the die. All okay. Right. First, you take. Well, that was a wisdom save, right? Do they? Have to... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You still have to roll to attack. Sixteen fails. Oh. So still, just like splashes at you, trying to again, just like use its momentum to not only do damage but throw you to the ground. We are at the top of the order. Round three. Part of the other battle has started to spill over, and another batch of minions enter into the fray. Also in the distance, those of you not encased in a fog cloud, you know, I'm imagining Val like looking over her shoulder, Kaskrin kind of seeing out of the corner of his eyes the lightning strikes 
the flashes of power, the discord comes ever closer. And you hear the voice ring out again. No quarter will be given. Flee or face me and face your oblivion under the pentarchy. Selv, it's your turn. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. Well, it's a good thing I can't see any of that. Yep. Um, you can hear right. it, though. Yeah, I, I hear it. But, you know, <laughs> it could be just a halfling with a microphone. Could be. <laughs> so I am near the cord collar. You can uh, see the cord collar. I can see the cord collar. Yes. yes you have, within you are not, five feet of yep, the cord You are not collar. impeded at all. Okay. He is still stunned. Is that correct? Until the a- end until of your the turn? Until the end of my turn, yes. Fuck. Wow. So, um, all right. So the power I, of monk. Hell yes. yeah. So I am going to take my first couple of attacks. Seems um, good. So the first one with advantage because he's stunned is a natural 20. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Nice. I'm going to spend a key point to have him make a, another constitution saving throw or be stunned for another round. Okay. Natural one. Woo! Nice, 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 nice. All right. Nice. Hell yeah. So uh, the damage on that attack is going to be 2d8 plus 3. 10 points of damage for, for the first attack. Uh, 17 plus that hits. Uh, 6. Okay. Only 4 points of damage. And then I will spin around and uh, kick him. <laughs> for my, right in the butt. For my bonus action attack. Another 17 on the die. Yep. Six points of damage. Ow. He's definitely hurting now. You seem to have lost your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it is now the group's turn, who is next to Val. The three wisdom of them will be making throw. some wisdom saving throws. DC 15. One has definitely failed. And then roll me some damage to see if you kill the other two. 13? It's halved though, right? Oh, yes, it is yeah. half. That is so true. Thank you. So they remain upright and resolute. Oh, no. Anything else? Or no. Then it's it is their, their turn. turn. Um, Boy. Okay. They're in spike growth, and I believe I'm five feet away from yeah, I was, all of them. I was going to say, you would have easily been able to do that while keeping away. Ooh. I'm going to have two of them move. And it just does damage? Yep. Okay. Just does damage. So one of them is going to be taking three points of damage as he moves. Okay. The other one... Seven points of damage as he moves. They move and they do, again, they don't realize how sharp it is. And they try to move forward. And the other two seeing them just be like shredded. Go ahead. I'm imagining this as like they got, you know, slapped in the face by these librarians. And they're realizing how difficult of a position they're in. Mm -hmm. So they try to chance it and move towards Val. Yeah. But as they try to move forward, they get cut all across their, like, legs and feet and they trip and fall over and just get like slammed into this sharp glass like coral and then just don't get up. Yeah, and then the librarians just stomp on them. Yeah. <laughs> and the other two seeing what has happened are like I'm just going to stay here, I think. And they're going to keep doing um dodge. D- uh, yeah, do another dodge action. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. 
When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength in diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed Goblin Gunslinger. Hello everyone, GM Nathan here, and welcome once more to the mid-roll. This is where I remind you to follow us on all the social medias, particularly on Twitter at Reckless underscore Attack, where we are posting a variety of frogs and memes, and frog memes, and meme frogs. You can find all our socials by visiting our website at RecklessAttack.com, and much more. If you like us, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's one of the best ways to help us grow and improve the show. Early ad-free episodes, level-up talkbacks, and oodles of other stuff await you there at a variety of tiers. Lastly, don't forget to tell a friend if you're enjoying the show, or let us know by leaving a rating or review on your podcatcher of choice. That's all for me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Checkers, it is your go. So I am hearing a lot of just wax coming from the direction where Selv's at, and I can only yes. assume <laughs> that he is making some solid hits on the cord collar. Mango, split up. We got an archer to find. And the two of us will kind of split off in slightly different directions to try and find the archer. Mango would probably make his way more towards Selv, whereas Checkers would probably make his way more towards the outer perimeter of the fog cloud. You suddenly see a large frog, Selv. A mango finds you. Because uh, you haven't moved, I don't think. Um, uh, no, I mean, other than just kind of like dancing around a little right, bit. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mango looks very happy to see you. Yes. <laughs> you emerge from the fog cloud. Yep. And an arrow heads towards your face. Ow. Ooh, 19 on the die. Ow. So you take just six points of piercing damage. So you see that it is it was clearly just kind of like scanning to see where its next target was coming from. And as soon as you emerged, it flung around and just kind of loosed an arrow. It didn't have kind of that same level of precision that you saw it strike Kaskarin, but it still was not pleasant. Checkers takes the arrow in the side and he's starting to look quite bad. He also knows he can't do this alone. So as an action, he's going to cast the spell Summon Beast. <gasps> yeah! <laughs> All right. And uh, he summons an antelope? Uh, yes, a very frog-shaped antelope. <laughs> as the archer turns slowly around to find that there is now a floating, flapping blue frog with butterfly wings <laughs> behind her. And Billiam. Billiam! To try and wrap his muscular tongue around the creature. Boy, I remembered the muscular tongue, but I wasn't ready for it. Emotionally, spiritually. Are you ever ready for the muscular tongue? No, it's no good. I mean, it's very good, but it's no good. I would also like to share that Starbuck has made a die for Billiam. Yes, indeed. And there is a little die with a little frog with even littler butterfly wings inside, and it is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. So Billiam is going to attack 
and wrap his tongue around. 15 to hit. A hit! 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! <laughs> Ow. Oh no. Did a squish. And Checkers is going to action surge. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> he is going to lash out with a thorn whip. So this jagged fishing hook goes flying towards her, trying to pull her towards him. What is like action surge? Like, what's the checkers vibe for? Yeah. Like, what does that look like when checkers reaches in to his warrior past so, to do more things? The, I actually think this is a fairly new thing for him. Like, mm-hmm. as part of his training, he found that sometimes he could just kind of move a little faster than he was used to. Yeah. And what happens is when he decides to use his action surge, all these green motes kind of float up around him, and he seems to move supernaturally quickly. Cool. Fuck yes. And the fishing hook flies towards the archer. I thought Checkers was just going to do like a backflip and yeah. just like action surge <laughs> and then just goes for it. Yeah. So what it looks like is Checkers does a backflip and just like finger guns. <laughs> and green motes And yells out. out action surge. He yells out action surge. Green motes fly from his fingers. Yeah. Good, good. I'm not sure what is canon, but all of it is. And none of it is all at once. 13 to hit. That hits. Nine points of piercing damage. Ooh. As the fishing hook lands in her arm and pulls her towards him. Oh, cool. So now is in melee combat yes. with you, correct? Awesome. Mm-hmm. She is barely hanging on. Cool. The spike growth is gone. Oh, okay. Because concentration. Okay. Both of the shield bearers know that they don't have a great chance of hitting Kaskrin. Kaskrin, you see practiced tactics. One starts to kind of back away, and the other one kind of shifts into position to try and get as much of your attention, and one goes into into the fog and is going to roll a perception check to see if they know. Ooh, rolled very well. Self, you see yes. one of the shield bearers come oh, out. Oh, great. It basically just like runs into you and then quickly does a quick stab upon you with its spear. That's a miss. It was too Even taken back. aback. Nice. I'll get to you in a moment. Valeska Carter. Hi. There are two people who are close to you and then there are five more coming in at your back. But Valeska can only see the two leftover minions, the new group of minions, and one of the shield Correct. creatures. Yes, the fog cloud is is kind of making a lot of individual one-on-one combats, which is pretty cool. I think very effective at the moment. Val will move so that the two leftover minions are within her, just right on the edge of her spirit guardian. So they're still like 10 feet away. Yep. And as a bonus action, Val will cast spiritual weapon over the shield creature who is herring Kaskrin. Awesome. And then that is an attack. Okay. 14? Oh, just a miss. Ooh, uh, okay, well, there is a giant chalice above his head. I love that um, Val's go-to is just like bonking people on the head yeah. with, yeah. with books and chalices and whatnot. For her action, they don't, they don't look too smart, right? I, I would. They look. I would call. I would call them averagely smart. <laughs> Approximately smart. That looks smart, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe a little. You know, have been well schooled. These are, of course members of the Pentarchy's troops. So they're probably, you know, a little above average, but I wouldn't call them, let's say, proficient in intelligence things. Well, I shall send a mind sliver at them, and this will look like 
my mess with success, I'm going to send a lamprey at them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Intelligence saving throw? Yes, DC 15. Fail. Woo. Ooh, nice. Full lampreyed. Yeah. 11 <laughs> points. Uh, that one, you can tell, is like now battered, is almost out. Okay. It's up to you, Cass. <laughs> Cascrin is going to start by dropping concentration on the fog cloud. It's kind of split the battlefield enough already, and so this huge fog cloud in front of him just vanishes over the course of a couple of seconds. Cool. He breaks the stone slab off of the ground, wielding it like a shield proper, and run towards the other shield bearer, trying to knock him off his feet. Cool. He is going to cast the spell Stone Fist, which I am flavoring like a shield bash. Absolutely. And Hell yeah. I'm going to make an attack roll against this guy. 24 to hit. Uh, but yes. <laughs> you don't Quite. Say. 11 points of damage. What does it look like when you kill this guy? So it just like is shield against shield, but as the water like around the sanctuary oh, dissipates, yes. it's just like a cannon erupting from yes. his like defensive position and just knocks him over. The guy just like bonks his head. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's like there's like slow motion high speed cameras. Like where a, just, a you, concussive yeah, just force. Explode out. Hell yes. Anything else you'd like to do? As a reaction, I'm going to grant Selv a Servant of the Citadel. You have six temporary HP, and I'm going to move closer towards you just to help put some pressure in case you need it. It is now the longbow person's turn. Is going to, as a bonus action, disengage and run away from you. That come at. <laughs> well, uh, but you can see them now. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and it's going to move 30 feet away. And it's going to kind of circle around the battlefield. Seeing that Selv is whacking away at the cord collar is going to fire off a shot. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. 18 to hit. Ordinarily, yes. However, I am going to deflect missile. Oh, hell hey. Yeah. hey! That's awesome. So, uh, shit. I will uh, put the staff that I just smacked into the cord collar. Then with my free hand, I am going to reach up and so try cool. to grab this missile. Roll the damage because it's dependent on how much damage oh, it does. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it does a lot of damage because it is, unfortunately, a sneak attack. Yeah, I was afraid of that. Ooh, rolled very badly, though. Eight points of damage, actually. Rolled very, oh. very badly. Wow. Uh, so my minimum that I can deflect is nine. Heck, oh. yeah. If I reduce all of the damage, I actually catch the arrow. This person is running away, is like harrying, like Sophie said, and is just like trying to take pot shots at anyone who's not paying attention and thinks, oh, easy mark. This guy is surrounded. He's holding up the cord collar and then just like the arrow shoots true, goes right to self. Thwap! Doesn't even look. Catches it. And I'm... I'm Debating now whether I should spend the key point it, to, it, to throw it, it back. Come on! We will spend another key point and I will attempt to throw this back at them. Fuck yes. Ooh, 17 on the die plus six for a 23. Oh, yes. Okay. They Real get good. to enjoy their own arrow. Three, so six. Six points of damage. Hey, Self, can you describe oh. what it looks like? Hell yes. When you kill this person with <laughs> their um, own arrow? So, uh, Self, out of the corner of his eye, sees this dwarf come across after the, the fog cloud had dropped. Sees them knock an arrow and just let it loose. And so Self's hand comes up, grabs the arrow, 
turns it back towards the dwarf and says, wait your turn. And then throws <laughs> the arrow back at him and just hits the dwarf straight in the neck. And then just they just kind of, like, there's that stunned look on their face yep. before they tip over and fall to the ground. Heck yeah! <laughs> that turn did not go the way that they were uh, hoping yeah. that it would. Uh, ooh, boy. Not a lot of good options for this new group. I will have the librarians look very calm in this moment. <laughs> totally chill, not even Their like paying attention. Their backs are totally attention. turned. The uh, backs are focused on fuck. the two other minions. Would you like to sign up for a library card? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a. There's a bake sale happening at the library <laughs> today. Ooh, uh, unfortunately, I rolled kind of like an intelligence slash wisdom check, and they rolled very well. And so I'm gonna say that they, as they approached, saw the librarians like <laughs> stomp on the last couple <laughs> of the people, and they're like, mm, "Dude, not. I don't know if that's if that's a good if that's a good. I think they, seeing the cord collar surrounded, are going to double move." towards kind of all everyone <laughs> basically now that it's been a little bit you can feel the air has changed there's a big offensive a big push you guys were doing well but not only is Nazar the black and whoever he is here with carving through but also people are taking his presence to heart and are starting to re-rally the defenders are getting a backbone again, are starting to reorganize, and it is becoming clearer and clearer to you all. This might not be going our way. It's like staggering how fast in yep. like even 12 seconds, like our lines are breaking like yes. right around where he is. Like he has turned the tide so quickly. We can do this. I still arriving. have a key point. <laughs> just have him fire an arrow at me yeah. and we'll see it might work I can stun him I can stun him so this is actually representative of that obviously they're like I don't want to mess with Val <laughs> but like the king of discord is here is leading us they just sprint into battle tactically sound perfect formation and start to surround Kaskrin now you suddenly realize you are once again surrounded by a well-trained group of Pentarchy soldiers. Cool. Top of the round. Selvastulin. Stun him again. Stun, Stun him again. again. Well, let, uh, let's see here. The cord uh, collar is... He's not close to down, but he is... Well, I mean, we don't want him up. Really. <laughs> no. We don't want him in this fight. No, you do not. Okay, so still stunned, though, until the end of my turn, at least. So I will attempt to hit them again. 15 to hit. That hits. Okay. I will spend my last key point to attempt the stunning strike again. So that is a constitution saving throw. Oh, yep. That is a two on the die. (laughs) That poor cord. Uh, And that will be. He He is pretty good constitution, too. Uh, so that's seven points uh, for that attack. Ow! Second attack. 13 to hit? That is a miss. Okay. And then I will uh, basically try to sidekick them. Yep. Bonus action, one last one. Yep. 15. That hits. Five points of damage for that one. Ow, he is very injured. Moments away, I think. The... <laughs> oh, boy. What are they going to do? The two people close to Val, they have seen some carnage. There There's are no eight bodies. Sp- well, I moved close enough. They start their oh, turn. Oh, then they start their... That is correct. Number one, 
Fail. So one is dead. Number two passed. So roll me damage. Ooh. It's nine. It's nine. Okay. Nine, nine and that's halved? No, fuck. That's whole points. Okay. Four. One is immediately buffeted by these librarians. The other one kind of realizing that he is he is inside and is relatively unharmed, is not more harmed by going deeper in, steps up to you, Val, and is going to try and make a much weakened attack. And misses. And is, is, is too distracted stepping over the <laughs> yeah, bodies. Yeah, like by the field of soldiers around <laughs> exactly. him that are no longer Then moving. to, you know, to be able to get a true strike against you. But now it's kind of up against you and is clearly trying his best to hold on until someone comes to help him out. Cord collar's turn. <laughs> uh, it is uh, checkers. It is your turn. Sounds like someone's got a frog in their throat. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's the end of Checkers' turn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Go ahead. What is it? The full action pun. Yeah, but yes. with with the uh, with so Checkers just sees the archer fire an arrow itself, <laughs> self catch it and just that's hurl it right cool. back at her, catching her in the neck. Uh, Checkers turns his attention towards the stunned cord collar, trying to finish him off once and for all. So the frogs go flying in. Jagged fishing hooks go firing towards the cord collar, and we'll see what we can do. Okay. So, first off, Billiam comes in. 19 to hit. Hit. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. Billiam flies in, slams into the cord collar, and then flies away. Checkers is going to hurl a jagged fishing hook at the cord collar, trying to get in between his armor. 23 to hit. Absolutely. Doesn't crit. Oh. It does crit. It, and I crit on the... On the <laughs> <laughs> and I crit on the advantage. Oh, okay. So that's going to be... Roll four, some good damage. 46. Ooh. Wow. Nine points of piercing damage. Checkers. Uh-huh. What does it look like? <laughs> when you kill... The cord collar of the five crowned kings. My first thought is kind of gruesome, but we're going to go with it. Um, so Checkers kind of you know, launches the jagged fishing hook towards the cord collar. And Selv, you just kind of spin him around as he's stunned to face Checkers. And the, the fishing hook goes into his mouth and just like oh, pulls out this like... <laughs> and does fishing hook yeah, things. Yeah, fishing hook things. <laughs> and Checkers is like... I got it for you. Oh, it's like the vocal cords. Yeah, yeah, the vocal cords like, just like get uh, fishing hooked out of. Very uh, gross. Very good. Yeah, and then uh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Sal just like lets them go. <laughs> Drops. <laughs> Drops. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm actually going to stop combat there. You guys, and again, this has been happening in the background because, again, obviously, this combat plenty busy, but the prince has been with you this whole time. He is now, you can see him as you guys are kind of cleaning up the remnants of this group as Val is kind of moving towards and trying to give that area of effect support as Kaskrin continues slamming into things and and everyone just kind of keeps kicking a lot of ass. Mm-hmm. You see the prince, the apparition that reached out to you, and it is still all very real, very visceral. He turns to you all. You can see that his bear-adorned chest plate is now covered with blood and grit, but he still stands resolute. He looks at you all as there's this moment of stillness in the battle. Everything rages around you, and he looks at you all, and he says, 
I will not be running from this fight. I will make my stand here. Stand with me, please. We will give them a fight to remember. Our fight will go in the history books. Stand with me. In the background, you can see emerging from another flash of lightning and mayhem is Nizar the Black, the king of discord. He is a massive black dragonborn. He is covered in menacing plate mail and riding the largest warhorse you have ever seen. He is holding in his hands a sword that is more slab of iron than it is a blade. And he looks down at the five of you and he says, This ends today. This ends with me. The prince turns around and for a moment the apparition appears in your vision to each of you. At the same time as this very real, very corporeal, tangible prince reaches out in no longer confidence, but almost in desperation, in sadness, in in the way of a man who knows that his end may have come. And he takes a hand and reaches out to all of you. And at the same time, the apparition voice and his voice mingle perfectly. And in front of each of you, this face. First self. Do you stand with me? Self will um, give a bow and then uh, he'll say, I will stand with you. May my oath be heard. Checkers next. This face appears, and not in the commanding way that it was, or the pleading way previously. It is it is soft. It is... Do you stand with me? And Checkers kind of gives that smug grin towards the prince as he asks, and he's like, What, you think I'm running away now? Val. In a sorrowful tone. Do you stand with me? Val matches, like, the desperate, saddened tone. I do. Cass. In a resolute tone. Muted, in control. Do you stand with me? Cassgrin takes Prince Robard's forearm even in the face of looming death, and says, Till the end, brother. You're snapped back. The apparitions are gone. Except you can see the kind of wavy 
after image that we described last session that you kind of, as you moved, there is this spectral quality to you. It leaves you as this happens. It leaves as the four companions from when this happened leave. But in this moment, the prince looks at you all and he gives a final smile and nods and turns on his heel and charges at Nazar the Black, the King of Discord, member of the Pentarchy, and the four of you charge after. It is almost back to a dream where it's not that you're not fighting, that you're not in control, but it doesn't matter anymore is the sense that you get. And the last image that you have is the prince falling and you see he staggers off clutching a wound and he falls face first into the ground it kind of zooms in on a ring that he was wearing and then everything shifts You are returned to the blowing grasses. It is later than when this battle had started. And you see the fortunate standing there, cocking their head quizzically at you. But at your feet, you see a small, plain ring in the dirt where you had seen the prince fall in your vision. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much. Oh, man. See you next week. Hey, Sophie, what languages yeah. do you know? So many. Hold on. Can me see real quick? I have to get the random loosely piece of paper I have out. <laughs> With the to-do list and all of the... I, it's I the almost, original to-do list. I, I, I almost wish it was just like covered yeah, front and back it? where she yeah. had... It's okay. like, this is them. Right. It's the, it's it's the, this is the list. It's the only record of our inventory, too. Like, that yeah. contains all of our gold. <laughs> yep. J- just so you items. know, I, I speak yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I guess technically the blank is leaves can't. Mm-hmm. Can I not do that? That was a joke. No, you, <laughs> picked, you picked it on air. <laughs> it's out there in the world. <laughs> Everything we say that gets published is canon. Oh man, we could have a whole series of that stuff though. Like you know, like um, uh, seamstresses speak weaves uh, can't. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. uh, nope, no, <laughs> can't have any of it. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Clothers, mm-hmm. sleeves can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. We had a good run, guys. Yep. Wrap it up. That's all. Yeah. Thank you, David. I didn't didn't know if I would have the strength to call it, yeah. but it's the right thing to do. <laughs>
We've we've done all we can. <laughs> I see Steve's just sitting there. Oh, thinking, yeah, yeah. Bee, right? bee, bees can't. Yeah, mm. there's all. Oh, I just don't know where that one would fall. So said, I'm not done yet. Just yeah, to be right, clear. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't tell if we peaked or or the other way around. Yeah. Fucking hit a valley. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. Mm. Yeah, they will never hear this. Yeah. <laughs>